It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Locked On NBA Fantasy Minute is presented by Price Picks. Price Picks is the most fun you can have playing daily fantasy basketball and winning up to 25 times your money. Go to pricepicks.com slash locked on NBA and use the code locked on NBA for a first deposit match up to $100. We are very much in the thick of the fantasy basketball playoffs. You might be starting it this week, you might be already in it, it might be a week away. And at this point of the year, with only five weeks left in the entire regular season, Playing the schedule is the most important thing. So this week, the Minnesota Timberwolves and the Los Angeles Lakers play two games only. So any fringe players you have from those teams, even guys, yes, like Kyle Anderson replacing Kyle Anthony Towns, that's not worth it with two games on. You need to be stacking extra games and you need to be looking at the teams with four games. You need to be looking at teams with games early in the week and then switching them out for teams with more games later in the week. Get more games in, play the schedule, be cutthroat with injuries and get players in to get yourself success for fantasy basketball. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. What's good, Wizards fans? It's your host, the real Ed Oliver and Brandon Scott. Basketball is almost back from the All Star break. We're going to preview the Nuggets game and then talk about the keys for the second half for the Washington Wizards. Let's get to it. You are locked on Wizards, your daily Washington Wizards podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. What's good, Wizards fans? We want to thank you guys for making a lot of Wizards your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you guys get podcasts. Today's episode is brought to you by LinkedIn. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash LockedOnNBA. That's LinkedIn.com slash LockedOnNBA to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. All right, so we are finally almost done with the All-Star break. Uh, the Wizards play the Nuggets at 9 o'clock in Denver. Um, so it's definitely gonna be a challenging game for sure. Uh, we're not gonna talk about the All Star break and the dunk contest and three point contest. And no, we were gonna talk about uh, it. But I guess we won't, you know, talk too much about it. But uh, what do you, what is your first key? I guess we'll do two keys each or three keys each. What's your first key for the second half of the season? And what did you, what did, what did you think about the dunk contest and the uh, three point contest? Oh Lord, have and the All Star yeah. game as well. Yeah, um, I guess I'll start with the All Star game, man. Um, trash. I mean, it was hard to watch. No, it was not competitive basketball. It was just them hanging out at, at the gym, just shooting up shots. It was just, it was hard to watch, man. Um, I, when I was growing up, I, I remember, you know, MJ All-Star games where they played hard. Like, they were trying to win. You know, I remember um, Shaq dunking on David Robinson in the All-Star game. You know, I, I remember when they were competitive. And I and I think there was a report coming out that said uh, that Larry Bird and a couple other players, former players, uh, went to the locker room and said, look, try to make it a lot more competitive. And ultimately, it was just a dud. Um, the dunk contest, the same. You know, I remember uh, Dominic Wilkins. You know what I mean? Like, I remember when you had the stars of the NBA at a dunk contest. And there's no shade on Mac McClung, man, because he definitely has some serious ups, man. But, I mean, let's be 100 with it, man. You know, a G League player shouldn't be the marquee name on a dunk contest. And it's just like <laughs> – and the three-point contest, Um, I know that Kenny Smith 
uh, caught some heat. Uh, you know, it was uh, Stephen Curry versus a, a WNBA player. Um, both of them great shooters in their own respects. Um, I'm not going to get into the comments, even though, you know, I kind of see the logic of what he's saying. And, and basically what he's saying is like, you know, um, in NWBA, they, they shoot at their range with their ball, which their ball, I, I believe, is what lighter, right? So yeah. I guess to make it to make it more fair, because, I'm you know, just the lightness of the ball with the distance was a problem. So, and, you know, that's a whole other conversation. But um, and then I do I did like that part. I like the inclusion of the WNBA going back and forth. But like I said, the lack of competitive basketball in the, in the dunk contest just it's it's not like it used to be. I mean, I used to be excited to watch the NBA All-Star game. Now I'm just like. I clicked on to something else. <laughs> I mean, it's what it is. Um, getting to my first key to the second half of the season, man, very, very important, man. Um, I'm going to start off with development of young players. Now, I get it. The trade deadline has come, come and gone, and you still have some veteran guys on the roster, but, you know, we can't take our eyes off the prize, man. Um, player development has to be key in the second half. And, you know, definitely with Denny Avia because he's taking that step this year. He's uh, He's definitely breaking out this year. Corey Kisper's looking really good this year. Bilal Kulabali was trying to further his offensive game more and develop that part of his repertoire. And Johnny Davis, can we finally see some minutes? But development is key because eventually these veterans will be moved, whether, you know, their contract just runs out in Tyus Jones, uh, whether they get moved, you know, Landry Shamit or Kyle Kuzma. But eventually they're going, the team's going to get younger. So player development has to be key, especially going to a rebuild. You know, we've got two first round uh, first rounders in this upcoming draft. You know, to add to the coffers of what we have, we have to develop what we already have. And the, the um, the, it has to be strong. You know what I mean? So um, this core has definitely had to be ready to add on to it because we can't add two picks where, you know, the core is not yet there. So I think we're heading in the right direction. But I think player development, especially these young core, man, has to be key. It has to be key in the second half. Well, 100%. Yeah, they, they have to key on and focus on the development of Bilal. Um, Danny, <clears throat> him improving, him keeping it up, him just keep doing what he's doing. He's, he's on a tear right now. He's on a heck of a run, on the turbo yeah. run again, 40 points, a couple double-doubles in a row, 20-point games and, and 20 points and, 20, and 10 boards. Corey Kispert is blossoming. He's improving. He's had some pretty big games as of recent. Uh, you know, we'll see what, what happened with Johnny Davis. Can he get more playing time? Can he develop? Can he at least get 10 to 15 minutes? Yeah. I think that's reasonable. You know, just to see what the young man has got before, you know, they make a decision on him in the offseason. Jared Butler is a guy that possibly gets yeah. some playing time. Pat Baldwin Jr. is a guy that should see, you know, at least throw him 10 minutes, get him some playing time. And uh, they did sign Julian Jam- Champagne on, from the G League on a 10 day contract. Uh, so we'll see what happens with him. Livers hasn't gotten any playing time yet. Uh, so yeah, it's just really just focusing on the development. I know they finally moved on from DeLon Wright. The bio happened, so maybe that can give up some more, uh, uh, you know, give more room for minutes for yeah. some of the younger guys. Um, and they traded um, Dale Gaffer, which is not really going to mess with the minutes for the younger guys. But they they finally made some type of move with DeLon Wright. Tyus is still there, uh, but yeah, as far as the young guys, yeah, we want to see Bilal get more touches, more plays called for him, uh, some more design plays, and of course he has to be more aggressive, work on his handle. And we're not, so some of it's on him, of course. But Brian Keith definitely has to, you know, get him going, motor his game for sure. And uh, Denny is just, you know, he's being more aggressive, which which we really, really like to see. And, of course, his fan base is loving it as well, so I can't complain about that. Well, I'm happy to see that. Um, so that's huge. Uh, about the All-Star game, and especially the direction of the team right now where we're trying to get the best pick of the draft, it's, it's better for us is just to lean on the development rather than playing um, – 
I mean, veterans are going to get minutes, but it's, it's better for us. It really should be focused on the young guys. All-Star game, yeah, just piggybacking on everything you said. I mean, you're 100% correct. Yeah, they sent down Dr. J, Larry Bird, yeah. uh, Andre Iguodala. So, I mean, they try. Like, Silver's trying. Adam Silver is trying. He's trying to get these guys to play hard and whatnot, but it's just not working. It's kind of turning into flag football for the Pro yeah. Bowl. It's just really getting to that. And they might as well just go out there and just play knockout or just, you know. Play, <laughs> 21. Yeah, 21. That's that's kind of what it's getting to, honestly. It really is. And it's unfortunate to see. Like you brought up, you know, Kobe played hard at the All-Star game. Yeah. Uh, Shaq played hard. Michael Jordan, of course. Guys were super competitive. Like, they played like it was a regular season game almost. Uh, Kobe got his nose broken by the way he weighed in All-Star game. So you're just not going to see. I'm not, I don't want to see injuries in the game. But, of course, it just shows how hard and competitive the guys were actually playing. At the time, the dunk contest, Jalen Brown was pretty awful. He tried to do the uh, the no look or whatever it was, D Brown <laughs> tribute. That was awful. Then he jumped he over the when guy. He came down. He right, landed yeah. and then did <laughs> Right. He already dunked and then did it. And then he jumped over the uh, YouTuber, streamer, Kai Sinat. And that guy's like two feet tall. You know, so, but shout out to Mac McClung. He's from Virginia, went to Georgetown. Yeah. I hate that he transferred, but I'm happy that he won. But the three-point contest, like you said, with Steph and uh, Sabrina, I, uh, Sabrina from the WBA, that was probably the be- yeah. one of the better parts of the All-Star break. And then Bilal had a solid game with the Rising Stars. He hit it down. Yeah, I'm with you. I mean, it was just it's really disappointing, man. Um, so, yeah, like I said, I kind of tuned out, man. I, I found something else to watch, man. Um, but I'm kind of going back to the, the, the one key to the second half of the season, man. You know, I, I'm really guilty for not naming Jared Butler and um, Eugene Emery. I think those are two guys that I, I think are definitely key in um, – we need to key in on development too because, look, Eugene Emery's got some dogs on him, man. I mean, he plays hard. He plays hard. He plays the right way. He yeah. And every team needs a Eugene Emery, man. I, I think we need to get him in the second half, man. We need to see what we got in him, man, because, man, like I said, we talk about Draymond and players like Draymond or Dennis Rodman. Every team needs a Eugene. I think, you know, Eugene plays hard, you know. Um, same thing with Jared Butler. I'm really intrigued to see what they do with Menace, how they decide to, to give out Menace with DeLon Wright being bought out because on one hand, Johnny needs Menace. On the second hand, look, Jared Butler ain't too shabby, man. I mean, Butler could play some ball. So I think he'd be an asset in the future for this team, man. So um, definitely player development has to get better. But, um, yeah, that's, you know, like I said, still got the veterans on the contract, on the team, man, but – we the foundation has to be young, you know, because the, the future team really is not really doesn't depend on coups or these vets. You know, the success of the Wizards going forward really depends on Denny, Bilal, and Kispert and Johnny Davis, Jared Butler, and Eugene Mamarine, because these are guys are potentially could be on the team three years from now. You know what I mean? So um it, it's very important to see their development going forward because it, it really paints us a better picture of what we're looking at in the draft. You know, if we've had those positions nailed down, we can go out and get that center, we can go out and get that point guard, which in this draft, man, the draft, I mean, look, people are really low in this draft, e, but I don't understand. It, because, yeah, you don't have guys who can immediately come in and start, but this is a really, really sexy draft when it comes to development, man. Because, And especially you got a lot of foreign players, a lot of um, um, players coming out of the G League. So it's not like it used to be where it was just college guys, man. You have a, a nice array of guys coming from overseas, uh, playing in overtime elite, uh, G League Ignite. You got guys who, yeah, they need to be developed. They're coming in, they're playing against competition outside of G League Ignite, which is their biggest – you know, the, the the biggest criticism of them is they really don't play, you know, um, really tough competition. But um, so, yeah, I think that you got to develop these young guys in the second half. You got to see what you got, especially Johnny Davis, man. Lord have mercy. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> so I guess, man, we'll go ahead and uh, we're getting into more keys to the second half of the season. But before we do, tonight's episode is brought to you by LinkedIn. 
So when you're hiring for your small business, you want to find quality professionals that are right for the role, right? That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs has the tools to help find the right professionals for your team faster and for free. So when I got out the military, man, I, I was searching for jobs and I was trying to update my resume. And man, it's easier said than done in the job market, man. Um, and that and it was hard then, and it was 2011. Now it's two in 2024, man. It's even harder. So definitely, you gotta lean on platforms like LinkedIn because LinkedIn is just, isn't just another job board. LinkedIn has a vast network of more than a billion professionals, which makes it the best place to hire. It gives you the access to professionals you can't find anywhere else. LinkedIn does all of that while making the process easy and intuitive. Hiring is easy when you have that many quality candidates. So easy, in fact, that 80% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Whoa. So all you got to do is post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash locked on the MBA. That's LinkedIn.com slash locked on the MBA to post your job for free. Terms and conditions. This Lockdown Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals, plus free shipping on your first box, and Free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. Apply. And Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. And now it's available on Amazon Fire TV in the free Fire TV channels app. Locked On Sports Today is here for you for 24-7 covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. Find Locked On Sports Today, now available on the free Fire TV channels app. All right. Yes, sir. All right, I'll go with my key. Um, I'll go with Brian Keith, Chief Keith. You got to figure mm-hmm. out what you got in him. You know, we got to figure out this coaching position, obviously. Um, you know, you brought up Mike Budenholzer. So, I mean, there's, there's going to be a lot of options in this offseason. Do you stay with Brian Keith? Or do you move on? And I think these last couple of games of the season, it's not it's not the most fair thing to do, but it's what you have to do. You have to evaluate them off these last couple of yeah. games. And they're not going to win a lot of games, but you just base the evaluation of Brian Keefe. How does he de- develop Bilal? How does he get the best out of Denny? Can he get Jordan Poole back on the track? These are some of the things that West kind of struggled with. Not kind of struggled. He did struggle with. Um, <laughs> you know, and, and Bilal's a young player. He's going to have his up and down games for sure. So it's not all – it wasn't all just on West, but can Keefe get – uh, Blau involved and really motor his game and put him in the best situations to succeed with the ball in his hands, uh, cuts, calling fl- plays for him, get him involved in- offensively, not just standing in the corner. So those are some big things I want to see from Brian Keith. Same thing with Diddy, having him bring the ball up, running the offense. That's that's where Diddy's been at his best right now. He's running the offense, bring the ball up. Jordan Poole, can he get him to lock in and focus and take better shots, shot selection, get him engaged, get him involved? And uh, better shot selection towards the end of the game. So those are some things I'm certainly looking for. Just better effort on the defensive side of the ball. We're not expecting them to lock down teams, but just better effort on the defensive side of the ball, rebound the ball better. So those are some things that you can kind of look at for Brian Keith and be like, hey, are they? can they improve these things? They may not win a lot of games, which they are not, 
<laughs> but can you see some improvement where you saw West guys were kind of checked out, yeah, getting blown out, uh, waving the white flag in the third quarter, zero defense, you know. So those are the things I'm looking for, Brian Keith. I mean, you look at some of the coaching candidates that are going to be available, Mike Budenholzer, yeah. uh, Kenny, Kenny Atkinson, uh, Mark Jackson. I don't think he'll come to the Wizards, but uh, you still see there's a lot of uh, talent that uh, that are just that's going to be av- Sam Cassell. He'll he'll yeah. be available. I don't know if he'll be interested, but I've been although I've always been a big fan of, of Sam Cassell. And you look at Michael Wigger and Will Dawkins. They clearly bought Brian Keefin and David Vanderpool to basically replace West Central Jr. Like we knew when West Central Jr. was still kept on the team, feel like that was more of a Ted Leonsis move, just being nice. Yeah. Once again, a nice move by moving him to the front office instead of just really 100% firing him. So I think Will Dawkins kind of knew, not kind of, but he knew and had these guys, hired these guys to come in and be like, hey, we're going to evaluate you guys after we let go, Wes. Are we going to promote you guys to the head coach position, either one of those guys, or we're going to give you guys a shot to see what you do, and then maybe we have an outside hire, like I said, uh, a Buda Holzer, um, I know Mike D'Antoni is not a guy, no, but no. He, he's out there. Uh, <laughs> he's Mark, out there. Yeah, Mark Jackson, Sam Cassell, Kenny Atkinson, uh, Jock Vaughn just got fired, so we certainly don't want him. Yeah. But it's just showing the the carousel in the NBA right now. You look at Doc Rivers; he's struggling right now, so he might not even finish the season as um, the head coach of the uh, of the Bucks right now. I want to say. Uh, Frank Vogel might be available out there, so but maybe they just want to do a guy who's not not known, you know, not, not yeah. like a household name. Maybe they they get an up and coming guy as a head coach. So that's something I'm certainly looking for. Keys is just coaching, evaluating the coaching and how the staff does for the last part of the season. So can they get the best out of guys? And this Keith impressed to the point where it's like, hey, let's just promote him, you know. And they had uh, Randy Whitman at at one time. They you know yeah. they promoted him to the coach. Yep. Uh, so you see how things have gone in the past for the Washington Wizards. Yeah, I mean, all arrows kind of point to them giving uh, Brian Keith the second half of the season as kind of you know evaluation period to see how he can do. And, and you've seen the change with this team; they're playing hard since since he's taken over. Um, Westerson Jr. You know, they they took their approach with the up and coming assistant coaches before <laughs> Westerson Jr. and it just it didn't it wasn't a, a good hire. And obviously, they didn't know that at the time. But I think that you know if Brian Keith does show what he can do there's a good chance he could take the randy whitman approach and and go ahead and become the permanent head coach and like i said i like what i see from him so far i like what i see from him he's definitely getting a lot more out of the players than west did and you know no disrespect to west but it is what it is but mike budenholzer is the type of hire that's going to attract free agents down the line and um you know if you look at what he did with the hawks you look, look at what he did with the, the bucks you know especially with the hawks as far as developing young talent and helping them build up from the ground up because i believe at the time when he was coach uh danny ferry was gm down there and um, in Milwaukee, obviously, they already had established people. But I think that, you know, you aim high for coach. You know, you definitely, you know, kind of look at the watch the commanders. They went out and they aimed high. They, you know, they looked, they looked at the candidates. And obviously, we're not going to get into the commanders, you know, with Benjamin. Ah, but, um, <laughs> but you know, they they redid the whole staff. They went out there and they got the right people for the job. And, that, and that's kind of where I'm going to it is that go out there and find the right pieces. You know, with Brian Keefe, he may, we may already have our coach. Because, like I said, he, he knows what he's doing. You know, Kevin Durant had high marks for him. So, you know, like I said, this is definitely going to be an evaluation period the second half of the season. But then, you know, you want to go out there and make a big move? Brunenholzer is definitely a name that I would attract. Uh, Sam Cassell, if, if Bradley Bill was still here, that would be a right. bad one because <laughs> that was his guy. That was the guy that he wanted before we hired Wes Cassell Jr. So, um, 
And when Brad was on the team, I thought that you know, Billy Donovan might have been a guy because that was his college coach. But anyway, um, so, yeah, look at the coach. Uh, I think we'd be all right, man. Um, whether it's Brian Keith or going out there and getting another guy, man, we're definitely hitting in the right direction. So uh, I guess we'll slide into another key to the second half. Uh, another key I got, E, is veteran leadership slash allocation. And what I mean by that is, look, um, Kyle Kuzma, he's here. You know, he's definitely a lead, he, our leader guy. You know, he's definitely our veteran leader. He's the um, Jordan Poole has to be a leader, but you know, because both of these gentlemen bring championship experience, so we need them to be a leader to these young guys. But what I mean by allocation is shot attempts got to get lower, and Kyle Kuzma and Jordan Poole are going to have to divert to the young guys a lot more. Uh, shot attempts got to come down, usage rate has to come down. I want to see a lot more ball movement, a lot more team basketball. We got to get these young guys more involved in the offense. You know, Tyus Jones is obviously the point guard, but I like to see the offense flow through Denny a lot more. Um, see the ball a lot more in his hands. Utilize his vision. You know, I like the two primary ball handlers I want to see is Tyus Jones and Denny Avia. Um, Blau Kulabali, getting him in the best spots to shoot. Um, you know, because that's part of the development of catching the shoot. Get him in the best position to get the ball off. Uh, so I definitely want to see them get them uh, more involved in the offense. Not so much ice, ice will have the ball. You know, not shooting the ball 25 times. You know, as far as Jordan Poole, shooting hops in his shots, man, because that helps out the young guys, man. You know, utilize the shot clock. You know, let the plays run through. That helps out the young guys. You know, because it kind of goes to the first key, man, is that we've got to we've got to develop these young guys. We've got to see what we have. So in order for that, Kyle Kuzma and Jordan Poole are going to have to take the leader. You know, they're going to have to be a leader and be a professional and say, look, I need to step back a little bit because, look, at the end of the day, this is a rebuilding team who's trying to develop young talent. So they're going to have to step back and be leaders, in my opinion. So that, to me, that, that should be a vital key to the second half of the season. Yeah, definitely on that because I, 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 Jordan Poole, he, he, this is my key too. So my key is pretty similar to yours for my second one. It is just Jordan Poole. Yeah. Just this last ha- half of the year, can he lock in? Can he improve? We've seen some good games from him, and we've seen some really bad ones. You know, he's so talented. I just want to see him play better. I don't want to see him get booed and the fans saying after Jordan Poole, terrible shot selection, him carrying the ball, shacking the pool, shacking the full moments. Just, you know, get the silly stuff out of it, out of his system. I don't want to see Kuzma yelling at him because he's so bad defensively or just the shot selection. The long right, he's going now, but the long right yelling at him, teammates yelling at him. I want him to have fun and play his game, you know, but play within the offense. I know you brought up him coming off the bench. If that has to be the case, so be it. If that's better for him to go up against second unit guys and bench guys, he's able to, you know, freelance and do more of his own game because he is more of an isolation player where, you know, he's freelancing, dribbling the ball a lot, a lot of Amway Big State kind of dribbling and stuff like that. And that's a better suited for the second unit than Brian Keith. You know, that's the decision for him to make. And that may just be better for him. I know it's tough. It's a tough pill to swallow because he's getting, what, $28 million a year. Yeah, the whole thing with Kevin Garnett. Kevin Garnett said great things about Denny Avdia in his podcast with Paul Pierce. He yeah. couldn't even pronounce Denny's last name, but he was like, "Oh, that guy Denny, he's good. He's good." So you know, Kevin Garnett gave some praise for Denny. He gave some praise for Jordan Poole before the season. He said Jordan Poole was going to be the next James Harden. Then three games in, he said he's he shouldn't even be in the NBA. Yeah. So that's kind of just how the, the the fall off or how disappointing the season has been for Jordan Poole. So can Jordan Poole write the ship for him? Can he change the narrative for him right now? and show that he's that great player that he was for the Warriors when they won the championship. Because they wouldn't have won that championship without Jordan Poole. Yeah. Put up 30 points against the Grizzlies. He had some big games. like, And uh, I was excited when we traded for him. Everybody was. Yeah. You know, I, I thought he was going to be a steal to trade Chris Paul, who's 30 years old, oh, yeah. for a young guy, Jordan Poole, who's just super, super talented. But he just hasn't played up to that talent 
for whatever reason, we're talking about sports psychology, a psychologist for him, get get the help that he needs so he can focus and play to the best of his abilities. And if he's not in the long-term future, at least play well enough to the point where, hey, we can help you, you know, move to another team where, you know, he may want to be more. I don't know how much he wants to be here sometimes. Some nights it doesn't look like he just, want, he just <laughs> doesn't look like he wants, wants to be here. So if he wants to be somewhere else, you got to at least have your value up where other teams are going to look for you because we kept saying, like, no other team is looking to trade for him. Yeah. Everybody had interest in DeLon Wright, Kuzma, Gafford, Tyus, uh, and, and that's about it. You know, we didn't hear anything about Jordan Poole. So can Jordan Poole write the ship for the last last 30 days of the year? Yeah, I'm with you, man. Changing the narrative is huge for Jordan Poole, man, because – and I think that, yes, switching him to a six-man role, coming off the bench, let him be that bench scorer. Let him be that microwave scorer off the bench because he is a ISO-heavy guy who needs the ball in his hand. So I think that, it's, you know, switching him to six-man – I think is key and and maybe starting Bilal or maybe starting Corey Kispert at, at two guard. That's definitely a direction I think they need to go because um, he needs to change the narrative, uh, you know, because here's the thing, this could be a situation um, that we can exploit and, and, and hear me out real quick. Look, eyes are on the wizards and you don't see many eyes in, in any other lottery team right now. I mean, the thing is Jordan Poole brings a lot of notoriety to this team. You know, eyes have been on, especially in the beginning, you know, everybody's wondering how he's going to do without, you know, the Golden State Warriors, you know, and a lot of eyes on this team. And really, we never really had that. I mean, people talked about John Wall, Bradley Bill in, in those days, but we didn't have a lot of buzz like we do now, especially for a team that's won nine games at this point. So exploit that. Get him right. You know, if he can right the ship for himself, and if we can get one, two years from now, we got young talent that's ready to, to blossom, free agents are going to want to come here, especially if we go out and get a coach or if Brian Keith takes that step himself. We're all arrows are pointing the right direction. You know, I mean, it's early on. Put your seatbelt on because it's going to be a ride. But the rebuild is pointing in the right direction. You know, so use that. Use that buzz that Jordan Poole generates. You know, that, that'd be a heck of a story. You struggle and you come back and get it right. And then you blossom on a team and then you can be that piece going forward. That's what I want to see for Jordan Poole because it's exciting to see these guys take a step forward. Everybody gets on us about criticizing, but all we want to see is them flourishing. You know, Denny, you know, as much smoke as we gave him, it's exciting for both of us to see him flourish, man. You know what I mean? To see him take that step. So for Jordan Poole, I want to see him flourish in D.C. I want to see him take that step. And so use that buzz he's got. You know, if he can write the ship, we got young players here. We got two first-round picks. We build this team. And then, look, we got that coach. People are going to want to come to D.C. at one point. So we, I think we should take advantage of that. But, yeah, he's got to be able to put in that work. He, he definitely has to be willing to put in that work and change the narrative because right now it ain't good. Nobody is willing to yeah, – I mean, you know what I mean? So – you know, it behooves both the organization and Jordan Poole to get it straightened out. So we're going to get into our next, our last keys to the second half of the season. And we're going to do a preview for tomorrow night's game in Denver against the Nuggets. But before we do, tonight's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. So get your buckets with your first bet on FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Because right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 bet. That's right. That's $150 if your bet wins, though. Bet on all your favorite NBA players and teams with quick bets, live same game parlays, exclusive props, and more. All you got to do is visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and shoot your shot. FanDuel, the official sportsbook partner of the National Basketball Association. No matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax experts make them count. Did you say no to a big wedding and elope at the county courthouse? That's a move. Did you go back to school to get your degree? That's a move. Did you relocate for a fresh start? Well, that's literally a move. Maybe you moved into a houseboat instead of a house house or switched gears from rideshare driving to video game streaming. 
or you rode the stock market to the moon and back. TurboTax experts make all your moves count, getting you every credit and deduction you deserve. They'll file with 100% accuracy and get you your max refund guaranteed. So switch to TurboTax, make your moves, they'll make them count. See guarantee details at TurboTax.com slash guarantees. Experts only available with TurboTax Live. So, E, uh, I guess we'll slide into my last one and then we'll in your last one and we'll knock out the preview for tomorrow night's game because we're kicking off the second half. So the last one I got, E, is building a winning culture. Um, Look, we are in the midst, in the beginning of a rebuild. Part of the foundation is building the right culture. You know, we look at a lot of organizations like the Miami Heat, you know, the Heat culture. Um, even if it seems like the New England Patriots, hate them or love them, you know, they say the Patriot way. Uh, there's a lot of teams that are synonymous with having a culture of playing hard, playing to win. Uh, that's the type of culture I want to see in D.C. I want to see them build a culture where you play to win. You know, obviously there's a talent gap, you know, but you play to win. That That is the right culture move. So, and then like, you know, like we both said, E, that after the deadline, or rather, after Brian Keith took over the interim head coach, you see a little bit of that fight. They're playing good teams hard. Continue that. The second half of the season, what my expectations are, playing as a team, playing hard, and playing to win. We know they ain't going to win many of these games, but, I mean, you play to win. Build that culture, man, so we can start developing and build that culture, man. That is pivotal to a rebuild in D.C. Definitely, you got to establish a culture. We need an identity going forward, especially for the young guys and the, the draft picks that we're going to get in the future. Uh, you have to establish a culture, and that's that's going to be a big part for the front office too. What kind of guys are they going to draft? Yeah. Uh, what kind What kind of guys are going to bring in through free agency? Um, you see the way Denny's playing. Denny's playing with a lot of physicality. So you know, do they want to be a physical team? Do they be Do they want to push the pace? You know, what is their identity? For sure, coming up and with a rebuild and a recalibration, you have to you have to uh, establish a culture and identity. We just haven't had that for the past couple of years, and that's kind of been excuse me our downfall. You know, when we had John Wall, like you brought up, we had an identity. Death, Death Row DC. We played fast. We played quick. We were physical. Uh, Gortat was physical. Markeith was physical. Even when we had Nene, Nene was physical. Yeah, oh yeah. Um, Bradley Bill was physical getting to the basket with those first couple of years with John Wall, of course, too. So, I mean, we we were a fast running gun team that played hard and you respected John Wall, Bradley Bill every time yeah. they stepped on the court for sure. So uh, we got to establish that with, with some of the young guys that we got here and some of the draft picks that we bring in, of course. So uh, that's that's huge for sure. Um, and then transitioning into the Nuggets game. It's going to be an uphill battle, of course. They are fourth in the uh, conference. Of course, they got Nicole Jokic. <laughs> Now, Wes Unsell Jr., we'll, we'll see if he's going to be on the court to see his favorite player, Nikola Jokic. You know, they always hug it out before the game. But since <laughs> he's not coaching, that won't happen, most likely. Uh, so we won't see that. But uh, just looking at the Nuggets, uh, they are – look at some of their numbers here. Uh, pace, they're 28th. We're first in pace, they're 28th. Yeah. So they're a slow-down team, obviously, because Jokic, he, he runs their offense. And uh, we know he's not the fastest guy in the world. Um, defensively, they're sixth in opponents' points per game, so they're, they're a good defensive team. Points per game, they're uh, 19th. Offensive rating, they're 13th. Defensive rating, they're 11th. And uh, yeah, I mean, they just they're, they're, they are the defending champs. So, what are you looking for? And we're not going to see key, keys to victory here. We're just going to see keys. To, we're just going to say keys to development. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like we always say. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, one, I'm gonna say push the pacey. Like you said. They are sixth in points against, man. 
So they give up a lot of points, man. So I would definitely push the pace, attack them, attack, attack. You know, inbound the ball and move, push the pace. I definitely was try to catch them off guard defensively because, I mean, defensively they're very fluid, man, but I think we need to push pace because they give up a good amount of points, man. So it's definitely exploit that. Uh, second thing I want to see, defensive intensity. They are eighth in field goal percentage. So, look, they get a lot of looks, and they, they shoot a lot of high percentage shots. They are a team that the chemistry shows, man. They got a, they got a championship pedigree. So how do you combat that? We got to get in their face. We got to get nasty on defense, man. Um, Bring that defensive intensity. I mean, get in some, you know, get in their face, you know, talk some junk, you know, let's get that intensity on defense, man. That's what I want to see. You know, Shannon, look, your little attitude, and, you know, get, look, that's all I'm saying, man. Uh, and the next, uh, hit them in the mouth on defense, man. You know, like you said, as far as uh, they're a slow team. So look, you want to do a full court press, make it hard for them, you know, get creative defensively, you know, because this, like I said, this team is going to be tough. Because they got a championship pedigree. They know how to play with each other, man. And it's tough to see KCP over there, man. <laughs> but, you know, definitely shout out to KCP getting that ring, man. But that's what I would do, man. I would definitely uh, push the pace on them, catch the defense off guard. Uh, defensive intensity has to get high because, look, you got to make it hard for them to shoot, man, because they shoot a lot of good looks. They 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 practice good fluidity as far as ball movement. And definitely hit them in the mouth for defense, man. Get in their face, man. If you, if you press them full court, press them full court. But, you know, they're going to bring the ball up, let them bring the ball up. All right, be slow with it. Get in their face. You know, definitely make it hard for them to set up. So, those are some good keys for sure. Um, I would say, like you said, pushing the pace as well, making Jokic move, make him move his feet, Bagley running the floor as much as possible so you can get some lobs, put backs. And uh, Jokic, I wouldn't double him. That's the downfall of Wes. Wes would double Jokic sometimes. (laughs) And of course, Jokic is going to get. 20 assists. If he does it, he'll get a triple-double. I could clearly see him doing that pretty easily. Uh, actually, last year when we played them, they broke the record for points in the paint. I think they had like 100 points in the paint or something like that. They broke the record last yeah. year against us under Weston so Jr. So uh, that's something that we're going to have to – definitely going to have to stop. You're not going to stop Jokic. You know, you can only somewhat slow him down. Yeah. Uh, defending the three-point line, you brought up KCP. He's a heck of a shooter. Uh, they got shooters across the board. Jamal Murray. Oh, yeah. And um, Christian Porter Braun. Jr. Oh, yeah. You said who else? Uh, Michael Porter Por- Jr. Yeah, he he always hurts the Wizards a lot. Uh, Reggie Jackson can come off the bench and hurt the Wizards too. Peyton Watson's been pretty go- good for them off the bench too. They're big man. DeAndre Jordan, uh, you know, you got to watch him. Even though he's like, you know, he's been elite forever. You know, he's he's a really <laughs> big. But, yeah, just play our game. Like I said, push the pace. Uh, guys got to be focused, and let's see what Diddy does, man. I'm really intrigued to see what he does against a uh, NBA final, uh, NBA champion team. Uh, I want to see him and how can he keep it up. You know, does he keep the the flame going, the turbo going after the uh, All Star break? Can he keep the consistency going, especially with Kyle Kuzma coming back? Because a lot of people kept asking us, can he do this with Kuzma? He's done it before. He's not going to put up 43, but he's put up 25. You know, yeah. he's done it before with Kuzma, so that shouldn't be a problem. Uh, ball movement, just getting back on defense and defending the three-point line, and, and rebound is going to be huge for Bagley. So Bagley's going to be guarding Jokic. Uh, like I said, it's not going to be a good matchup for anybody, but that that will be a tough, tough matchup for Bagley. But Bagley should be able to run the floor. And I, I got Bagley getting at least 15 points, but rebound is going to be huge. Rashawn Holmes, what does he do? Uh, we know Tyus is going to be a, a facilitating poor guard. He's always going to do his job. And then Jordan yeah. Poole, we'll see how he – how he does in this game. Can he be consistent as well? 
Yeah, man, I think that, you know, that those are definitely good keys to the game, man. Um, because, you know, like you said, that, that was a big question, you know, going back to Denny and um, Kyle Kuzma. Can he play with Kyle? I, I think he can. I mean, th- and that's why I kind of hinted at, you know, Kyle Kuzma ty- kind of stepping back a little bit and let the young guys kind of come forward and take a lot more responsibility because I think that's key. You know, the usage has to go down um, for them for the second half of the season to be this, uh, successful, in my opinion, because it has to be about development. It has. And, you know, go back to Denny, man, you know, keep his foot on the pedal. You know, you know, you can do it now. You know, the biggest thing we, now we want to see from Denny is uh, being a consistent threat. Look, 43 points, man, he looked good. He was aggressive. You know, the confidence was there. Definitely, I want to see him eat against a, a team like Denver, man, because that'd be hard marks. Because Denver, man, that's a tough team to play. You know, the Western Garvers look good as you, man. I mean, so, I mean, We'll see. I think it's a good matchup to see what these, um, you know, even though we're not going to win many games, man, I think matchups like this are good because it shows really where our young guys are, man. It's one thing to drop a good amount of points on the team like Detroit or San Antonio, but you play well against Denver, man. That's going to say a lot about the progress and really where these young guys are going to be. So, yeah, I, I'm looking forward to it, man, but I believe it's uh, tomorrow night was 9 o'clock. Yeah. Definitely tune in. Yeah. So I got my FanDuel picks. We'll see if Brandon jinx these. I got Denny getting over 15 <laughs> points. And uh that that's the one that I'm looking at. I'm looking at Denny to get over 15 points. So we'll see. We'll see tomorrow night if Brandon Jinxes it. Gotcha, gotcha. We're definitely gonna see tomorrow night. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. I just want to thank you guys for making Lockdown Wizards your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you guys get podcasts. Make sure you guys check it out, hit the notification bell as well. Hell to the Wizards. Peace. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.